So this is kind of a difficult question. I wonder if you've ever thought to yourself that I married the wrong person. I actually know somebody who told me that over a breakfast. So if you're struggling with that very real thing, please know that you're not alone. There are people that really think they've married the wrong person. I'm John Fuller. We're going to hear about what to do about that. Uh, I'm joined by Greg and Aaron Smalley. They lead our marriage team here at the ministry. And let's go to a clip now. Jim Daly and I spoke with Pastor Rob Flood and his wife, Gina. And uh, early on in their marriage, they admitted that they thought the same thing. They, I married the wrong person. Now, here's that conversation. Rob and Gina, welcome to Focus on the Family. Oh, thanks, thanks for having us. It's good to have you. I love the opening question here. About day six of your honeymoon, you had some <laughs> kind of like blow up. And so many people have something like that. But... Honeymoons tend to bring out both the best and the worst in us. What was your day six like? Yeah, so we had a we had a, a wonderful engagement. It was a very long engagement. It was a too long engagement. It, it was a too long engagement. Oh, give me an idea. How long? Uh, Nineteen months That's we not were engaged. Bad. <laughs> it was probably twelve months too long, um, but we used that time to get ready, and you know, we worked through sticky stuff in the engagement, but. When it came time to the wedding, we thought we had worked through any challenges. We thought we had worked through any of the communication struggles we were having. And there was an area of sin in our lives, in our relationship prior to our wedding that uh, we had confessed to one another, confessed to God, and come clean with friends. And then uh, we got married, expecting happily ever after to begin. Uh, We went to the happiest place on earth uh, for our honeymoon. We went to Disney World. And, uh, and it was actually there on day six that we got into a conflict. It started very small. Wait a second. At Disney World, you got into conflict? We did in a beautiful hotel uh, <laughs> as we were getting ready for a beautiful dinner uh, on that On that Thanksgiving. Thursday, on Thanksgiving. It was actually on Thanksgiving. I and don't remember any of it. You don't remember any no. of it? Well, this is a good thing. I remember this there a was a conflict. Thing. But yeah. I could, I can, he tells me what it's about. I don't remember. Well, there's about a million people right now going, yeah. tell us what it was. <laughs> so the, the area of sin prior to our marriage was in physical intimacy. And now that it was sanctified and it was allowed, I think we just assumed as young people that it, all of that baggage would go away. And, huh. went, and it did not. Hmm. And so as we were working through those challenges... Uh, it became very tense. So we stepped back from it. We started to talk, and we didn't talk well about it. Uh, We talked in accusations about it. That blew up probably about 45 minutes of a maybe the the loudest argument we've ever had day 6 in of day your 6 and we're, we're about 25 and a half years <laughs> in at this point yeah. and that was the worst argument we had it ended with her leaving the hotel room i went to sleep because you were distraught? That doesn't sound like a normal thing that well, a it, person it, under it was, stress might do. It was an area, uh, actually the first couple of years of our marriage, conflict, the stress of conflict in our marriage, I processed by getting very fatigued. Oh, interesting. And did not press into more communication. I hadn't learned that about myself on day six yet, uh, that that was a pattern. And so uh, we, had, we went to dinner that night uh, during a truce, had a fine dinner, but when we came back, things were just not the same. We didn't have the same level of trust for one another. We didn't have the same level of comfort. Just interpersonal intimacy was really awkward. I think it's it's worth noting, just as an aside, I think there is a myth 
out there that when you get married, that intimacy should be easy and fine because now you're married. And right. I think that a lot of new couples can be really discouraged because it's not. It Sometimes it is, but sometimes it's not. And so I think it's it's a good myth to kind of quash and let known that you, you can talk to somebody. Well, and Gina, I think, you know, one of the things in the Christian community particularly, there's this bridling of that appetite. Mm-hmm. And then I think for women particularly, you know, then they've got to flip this switch that says, okay, everything's okay now. It's not and a that, switch. That's hard. <laughs> it's more like a dimmer dial. Well, like you, gotta... you know, some people, I think it's both. I think mm-hmm. some people, it, it depends on your personality type. But I mm-hmm. think for some, it does become on or off. It can't be a dimmer switch. And that, that becomes really difficult for those people to all of a sudden, as a Christian, embrace something that you've been told all your life, you can't do this, don't do this. Uh, and so, you know, I think I think people struggle with that. I, I guess I'm acknowledging how that can be an issue in your marriage. And today, you know, a lot of people are in that position where they're they're unwrapping that gift that God gives them prior mm-hmm. to their wedding, and that does create a lot of difficulty. But let's move. You know, you've done a great job laying that groundwork and what conflict was there. But then you uh, later, and I don't know how much later I want to hear that, you begin to think maybe I married the wrong person. Was that both of you or that might just have been one day of you? Six. What's that? that? That might have been day six. That was day six, <laughs> yeah. that that thought entered your mind. And then how did you process that? And how did you, obviously, you've been married 25 years now, so you mm-hmm. found your way through that we doubt. Did. But explain that, that process. Yeah, that first year, I would say, we went through quite a bit of second-guessing distancing from one another we lived together we were we funk the house functioned but we didn't really function relationally uh about 15 months later is when we started to put this back together but it was in one of those conversations that we discovered right about the nine month mark of our marriage we each had begun in our own way privately praying that the lord would either take me or the Lord would take her, because we we had this strange Christian conviction that divorce wasn't permissible. That's not the strange Christian conviction. But since divorce wasn't permissible, the only way out of this was for one of us to die. Mm -hmm. And we were praying that before our first anniversary. And so now we're, we're 15 months in, and we're confessing these things to one another. I think it's worth noting that in this time, we were we were functioning in the church. We each had ministries that we were either leading or participating in, small groups we were participating in. And, you know, people would right. say, how are the newlyweds? And nobody really wants to hear, we're so bad. Aaron, you work with couples all the time, so I'm sure you've met a number who have thought what Rob and Gina did. How do you encourage those couples to turn off that thought of, I must have just married the wrong person and now I'm stuck? Yeah, and I would say first and foremost, becoming aware of that's what I'm thinking, you know, like going, wow, I'm thinking I married the wrong person. Because if you're not aware of it, then you can't do anything about it. So sometimes you people will feel so much shame around that thought hmm. that they won't even acknowledge it. But yet the enemy will, again, continue to brew that um, that thought. Yeah, like, see, there you go again. Wrong, wrong person. Oh, there you go again. Oh, Versus, and then you just see validation for that bad yes, thought. Yes, and yeah. then you continue going 
going down that pathway, mm. which can lead to total disaster. So acknowledging it, maybe sharing it with someone like, hey, I'm struggling um, with this thought. And I know, you know, I made a choice as far as who I married um, and I chose this person. But right now I'm feeling this. So I'm thinking this and really, you know, digging in a little bit deeper. I wonder why. What's going on that's leading me to think those thoughts? You know, is it that we haven't resolved conflict, that I'm feeling unseen, that, you know, we're not doing the things that I hoped that we would be doing? I met with a couple recently and they went on their honeymoon and they came back and the first time I saw them they were great well the second time I saw them not so much and apparently as conflict and stress and busyness entered back into the picture not only were they thinking it they were saying it to each other uh, and so of so it course, gone from the thought to the articulation yes, of the thought yes uh. and thank goodness I just kept saying I'm so glad you're here because we can address some of this and dig into what's going on and as well as that you know we I encourage couples to take that word divorce out of their vocabulary that, you know, maybe you're feeling that, but gosh, you know, digging in deeper, what is going on? You know, you think about scripture. It's one of my favorite um, scriptures in 1 Corinthians seven twenty eight. that for those who marry, they will face many troubles and trials. So it's not easy. And so there will be times that you have thoughts like that, but what are you going to do with them? Are you going to sit and fester in them? Are you going to let someone know? Are you going to denounce that and dig into what's really going on here? How did I get led here? Mm, I appreciate that. And it, it, it makes me think of what God said when he made man. It's very good, right? So it's a struggle. And, and we're promised that there's going to be friction mm-hmm. in a relationship. But God uses that. And I've told my kids time and again, after over 30 years of marriage, it's safe and it's really good. It's a gift to have a spouse that we've worked through some of that. Mm-hmm. Now, we're we're not you know perfect. We have plenty of moments, but I'm really glad that we stuck it out. And uh, we'll encourage you to go the distance in your relationship. And if you're wondering, well, how do we do that? Well, continue listening to these podcasts. Um, get resources like the book by Rob Flood, With These Words. And uh, take a a deep drink at the website that uh, Greg and Aaron's team makes possible. It's rich with resources. Now, about that book, if you can make a donation of any amount today to the Ministry of Focus on the Family, we'll send Rob Flood's book to you as our thank you gift for joining the support team. The link is in the show notes. And if you need to talk to a counselor, give us a call. Uh, That link is in the notes or just call 800-A-FAMILY and we'll set up a time for somebody to give you a call back. More from Rob and Gina Flood next time. For now, on behalf of Greg and Aaron Smalley and the entire team, I'm John Fuller, and this has been the Focus on the Family Marriage Podcast. Mm